Hello and welcome back to Warrior Walker. We're so glad you've joined us. And we hope you're safe. If you or someone you love is being abused or is in an unsafe situation, please call the National Center for Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE-SAFE. Well, today I want to talk briefly about the word victim. You know, um, there's a lot going on with social media nowadays, at least a lot more than there used to be. When I was young, I'm 54 years old now, when I was young, social media wasn't even a thing. Cell phones weren't even a thing. <clears throat> when I was a little younger, okay, quite a bit younger, quite a few years younger, maybe 20 to 30 years younger, it was the time where cordless phones were kind of the new thing. Um, that was around early 2000s, I believe. I think that's when it was. Sounds like the right, about the right time. But um, there's something that some people say on social media or in person where, and, and they don't usually mean it directed at anyone. Occasionally they do. Sometimes they do. But usually they're just speaking in general. And sometimes we say things and we don't realize that the things we're saying, we don't realize how they, um, how they reflect on other people. We think, oh, I'm just talking about myself. But these attitudes we have, they can often imply a certain mindset we have. For example, if someone says, well, I don't see myself as a victim, you know, that can be um, understood as a very innocent comment, and it probably and most likely is. But when someone says, <clears throat> well, I don't see myself as a victim, um, depending on the context and the connotation and everything, and what's being discussed at the time, it can easily imply that that person, whether consciously or subconsciously, views people, other people, <clears throat> as if other people see themselves as victims or as a victim. And I think a lot of times people who say things like this, they don't realize what they're saying. Then there are other people who deliberately say it, say it on purpose and do realize what they're saying. Um, and you see all the time, <clears throat> you know, the internet and social media is a big place of, you know, joking around and posting to make your life look good. And, you know, um, it's actually been known and proven, statistically speaking, to be a source of depression in many people. Um, because as human beings, we'll look at other people's posts and everything. And we're just, most of us are just posting the good parts of our lives or the happy parts or the things that we like, or that we're proud of, <clears throat> or that make us happy. And so we don't usually go on social media, most of us, and post the bad things, or the negative things, or the challenges in life. And so it can kind of give us this, portray to us this false sense of reality, um, where reality is, you know, life isn't always good. Um, the Bible says, you know, uh, that we will have trials in this life and in this world, 
But Jesus tells us to take heart because he has overcome the world. And so something that has kind of been something that's been on my mind or that I've noticed for quite a while now, and to be completely um, transparent occasionally, if I allow it, it can really get on my nerves, is <clears throat> this idea that some uh, some of us people have in society that you know, we see ourselves or we might or we could see ourselves as a victim or as victims, you know, and there are memes that go around all the time and people portraying a message. And one of the messages that's put out there is you don't have to tell your story for everyone, you know, keep that stuff to yourself. Don't air your dirty laundry, that whole kind of message. But I personally feel like that's the opposite of what God wants. First of all, just because you share your story doesn't mean that you see yourself as a victim. You could be and you may be just sharing the facts of what happened to you. And I believe God wants us to tell our stories. I believe God wants us to share our testimonies. Tell what happened to us. Because there's scripture that says that God wants us to comfort others with the same comfort he has given us. Well, if we didn't have problems, then how would it, God be able to comfort us, right? We wouldn't need to be comforted if we didn't have challenges in life. And so just because we tell our story, first of all, doesn't mean that we're seeing ourselves as a victim. Um, so I wholeheartedly 1000% disagree with all these memes and these people who say nobody needs to know your story. God knows that's all that matters. And while that may be true, secondly, you telling your story can help encourage someone else. Not only might God use the comfort that he comforted you with, but also you may encourage someone else by telling your story. And this is a huge reason and a huge part of the reason why I share my story. Um, it's embarrassing being vulnerable is not always fun. And a lot of times, you know, we as human people, we make assumptions about other people and people get a perception of you because they only hear like people, for example, those of you who listen to my podcast, you have, and thank you for listening. I hope it's an encouragement and a blessing to you or, um, and, or people, you know, I hope it's helped, um, I hope it's helped people. I hope it's helped you or someone you know. Um, but you, I'm sure, have a certain perception of me just from listening to my podcasts. But, you know, I feel like, I believe we have to remember as human beings, there are many facets to each of us. Um, each person has multiple facets of their personality. And so we have a... It's, it's a human tendency of ours, I think, to just kind of lump some categorize each other and other people according to what little we know of the person. For example, you know, um, you may have an idea of me, probably not if you've listened to my podcast recordings for any amount of time, my episodes, but maybe in the beginning, maybe when you first found out that I had been abused by my ex-husband, it's not uncommon, it's very common actually, to have a, a perception of me that I'm weak. Actually, the exact opposite is true. 
um, women who are abused are super strong. Um, they have to be to survive what they're enduring. And so it's not a victim mentality at all. It's this with Christ, I can do all things. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. All things, not some things, but all things. And again, I don't agree with the, oh, you can't take a verse out of context. Yes, you can. The Bible is living and active and useful for everything, according to Timothy. And first, or I think it's first Timothy. 317, maybe, that might not be exactly the right address, but it's in Timothy, the book of Timothy. So the Bible is useful for everything. It's useful to, for teaching. The Bible's useful for teaching. The Bible's useful for training. The Bible's useful for, for rebuking. It's useful for everything. And again, if God can speak through a stone or a donkey, surely he can speak through a verse spoken out of context. Like, come on, <laughs> really? So it's not necessarily seeing yourself as a victim. If you're honest about where you are, about what's going on, what's happening in your life, or what's been happening in your life. And it can actually be quite freeing for abuse victims, excuse me, for abuse victims to actually, um, it's almost like, sort of like, we might compare it to coming out. You know, when, when abuse victims finally get empowered enough to actually say, I am being abused, or I have been abused. You know, and that is bringing darkness into light and the enemy doesn't like that. You know, um, if if the devil can deceive people and keep the evil that's going on against you, if you're being abused in your, especially in your Christian marriage, then he's winning. And we know that Christ has the victory. Jesus has the ultimate victory. And um, another thing is, you know, the devil, Satan wants to keep us down. He wants to hold us down. And I feel like something I've learned over the years, and it's because of Christ, not because of us. But if the devil wants to hold us and keep us down so hard and so badly and so much, then we must be some sort of powerful threat for him to be so threatened by us. There must be something that God wants to do through us that the devil is, the enemy is trying to absolutely destroy us, to prevent us and to discourage us from accomplishing God's will in our lives. So it's actually the exact opposite of being a victim or having a victim mentality. When we share how God has delivered us from the bondage of abuse, which is for many of us, our own personal Egypt. I know my Christian doctor had told me when I finally came out of my marriage, my abusive marriage years ago, he said to me, Gwenna, you were, your home was a war zone. You were in a war zone. And that's when he diagnosed me with PTSD back then. And, you know, um, said, you know, well, the counselors later told me I manage it well, but, you know, and my first question to my doc, my Christian doctor was, oh no, I'm a teacher. Are my students Okay. Because, you know, I was thinking like post-Vietnam War veteran era PTSD. And I'm like, what? Like, I wasn't in a war. And he's like, no, you weren't in like that kind of a war. 
like World War II, World War One, Vietnam, or anything like that, but your home was an actual war zone. And if you are being abused, especially if you're being physically abused, but even if you're being emotionally abused, which always accompanies physical abuse, your home is a war zone. Physical abuse makes it a physical war zone, but also emotional abuse makes it a spiritual war zone. And the physical abuse also makes it a spiritual war zone. Um, so sharing your story is the exact opposite of a victim mentality. It's empowerment. It's empowering. It's empowering to the victim who's finally set free enough to be able to tell the truth and, like I said, come out, so to speak, about kind of come out of the closet, but not like in a homosexual way, but start telling the truth and start bringing the darkness to the light. Start sharing those things that were kept in secret behind closed doors. You know, my ex-husband, he used to tell me what goes on behind our closed doors is private. It's our business. Nobody needs to know it but us. And that was one of the ways he would try to, well, he would manipulate and control me. And coupled with the brainwashing of the church and my ex-husband lording his authority over me, biblical God-given authority, you know, um, that's what enabled his abuse of me to continue. And you know, I attended multiple, um, you know, multiple counseling sessions and counselors and Bible studies on how to be a better wife, how, you know, how to be an excellent wife by Martha Peace um, and others, many, many others, because I thought my ex-husband's abuse of me was my fault. And I didn't realize that it was his choice. And so oftentimes what happens is you know, we as Christians, we try to fix, we try to fix the abuse by trying to fix the wife. But the problem is, the problem is that the problem is not the wife. You know, no matter how much we try to focus on the victim, you know, we should be focusing on the choice of the abuser to abuse his wife. And, um, so it's not this victim mentality. Um, it's an empowering of the abuse victim who's finally having the courage to come out and start sharing these horrendous, awful, horrid secrets that have been going on against her behind closed doors. You know, and without the spiritual world, these are called crimes, you know, and anything less is minimizing what's happening. Because if if you're being abused physically, you are being a, a crime is being committed against you. That's not an exaggeration. Um, and unfortunately, those things do happen a lot more than we had originally realized. And, you know, people are coming out more about it nowadays, thankfully. But when I started telling people what had really been happening the prior 10 years in my marriage when I had kept my ex-husband's abuse of me secret because I thought that was 
the godly thing to do. I thought it was my wifely duty to keep those things quiet and to myself because that was honoring my husband. And I believed because of teachings of the church and my ex-husband, my husband at the time, I believed that if I told anyone what he was doing to me, that I would be a bad wife and I would be dishonoring my husband and disobeying the Bible commands. But the exact opposite of that is true. My ex-husband was the one who was actually sinning up against me by abusing me. And I remember I was so frustrated in just literally years. I covered up for him for 10 years. Um, and so it's not a victim mentality. It's actually empowerment and empowering when an abuse victim finally is able to share what's really truly going on behind her closed doors in her home with the husband who's supposed to love and protect her with the husband whose vows promised to cherish and honor her in his wedding vows. And he's not only disobeying that, but he's also disobeying God's word that says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church, which means sacrificially. How did Christ love the church? He loved her sacrificially. Jesus gave himself up so that we could live forever in heaven and worship God someday if we choose to accept his free gift of eternal life. Um, John 3.16 and other verses. Um, you can look that up in your Bibles. Uh, this isn't the point of this, um, you know, this particular podcast episode. But, you know, if if you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, I would encourage you to read the book of John in the Bible, and especially John 3.16, and Romans 10.9, and other scriptures as the Holy Spirit leads you. Uh, as you feel led. But this um, idea that we have got somehow gotten or adopted in some places, in some circles, and some people that we're, we're having a victim mentality or we're playing the victim or we're having a victim mind, victim's mindset is just absolutely ridiculous and ludicrous to me because... Um, just because you share something that happened to you and stated facts of what happened doesn't necessarily mean you see yourself as a victim. <clears throat> just because you're telling the truth about what happened doesn't necessarily mean you feel or see your, feel like you are a victim or see yourself as a victim. And so I would like, I want us, I would like for us, and I really definitely, I definitely want us to get away from this idea of having a victim mentality. Um, just because you share what happened to you does not mean you have a victim mentality. This is also not airing dirty laundry. It needs to be brought to the light. The darkness needs to be brought to the light. And especially with the particular case of abuse, if you don't bring it to the light, it's enabled to continue. So it has to be brought to the light. And that's not having a victim mentality by bringing it to the light. It's actually having the opposite. You know, scripture says that Jesus, Jesus tells us in scripture that when we are weak, he is strong. 
And that is so true, especially when we're sharing our stories and our testimonies, especially of abuse. We're sharing these so that we can comfort others and others can see, look, she made it out. So can I, um, and that can encourage them and give them the courage to trust God because they see someone else made it. Someone else, you know, God helped someone else like them to get out of that abusive situation. God helped them financially. God helped them physically. God helped them spiritually. So if God can do that for someone else, that encourages someone that, well, if God can do it for someone else, he could do it for me. And it gives them an encouragement and a hope. That's the exact opposite of a victim mentality. That's providing hope. And Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. If someone's being abused, they don't have hope. They don't see a future, but when you share your story and how God delivered you from that land of Egypt, that abusive marriage, that gives them hope and they can see that there's a possible future. So again, this is the farthest thing from the victim mentality. It's actually the opposite of a victim mentality. Just because you share your story does not mean that you have a victim mentality. These are real things that actually happen to you. And it not only is it okay to share them, but it's absolutely necessary because this will expose the darkness to the light and the darkness will no longer be able to survive in the light. And um, that's kind of a double entendre because the darkness being the evil deeds of abuse, but also the light being the light of Jesus Christ. And so when you expose the dark deed of abuse, when you talk about this is what happened to me with abuse, this is what so-and-so did to me, blah, 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 you're exposing those dark evil deeds to the light, to the truth, and people can see the truth. And it exposes them to the light, and the light of Jesus is, Jesus is all about truth, truth and grace. And so it's definitely, most definitely not a victim mentality. It's actually an empowering mentality. So let's get away from this victim mentality, claiming that, you know, I, I had a lady, well-meaning lady a few years ago, tell me, well, I don't have to share my story all the time like you do, because that's in my past and I don't need to bring it up again. Okay, fine. That's your choice. That is her choice, you know, and maybe God hasn't called her to share her testimony like he's called me to share my testimony. Um, but God has definitely called me to share my testimony um, and tell the truth of what happened to me to try to encourage others. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to be arrogant. I'm just trying to share my story and encourage people who might be walking through that now, that there is hope because you often feel hopeless when you're in the situation. And it's a rejoiceful thing. It's a joyous, joyful thing, knowing that God has delivered you from this 
evil, this awful, horrible, criminal evil of abuse. So let's, let's move away from discouraging people from sharing their testimony and let's let people share their testimony. Let's encourage people to share their testimony. Let's ask them to share their testimony because another deceit of the enemy, the devil is a father of lies. He's a liar. He wants to kill, steal, and destroy us. And another tactic is for him to discourage us. And if he can discourage us by making us think we're the only ones going through this because nobody else is talking about it, well, then he's won, hasn't he? But we cannot let him win because we know that Jesus Christ has the ultimate victory. For we fight not against flesh and blood, but against the powers and principalities of this dark world. So it is not a victim mentality to share the truth and be vulnerable of what you're going through or what you've gone through or what you went through, the abuse that you endured, that you escaped, whatever your story is, share it. You don't know who you might be able to encourage, who you might be encouraging. You might, someone may hear your story and relate to what you're saying and realize, oh my gosh, my husband is actually abusing me. You know, um, my husband choked me, which is actually quite common, you know, or my husband hit me. A godly man, a Christian man does not do those things. So someone might hear your story and your testimony and think, oh my goodness, and they might be able to come out of denial. You know, um, most of us who have been abused, we had a period where we went through denial and or we blamed ourselves. And unfortunately, abusers are experts at kind of brainwashing the victims, us victims, into thinking that it's all our fault and that we, if we were better, more submissive wives and prayed harder or whatever it is, that they wouldn't abuse us and they can't help it because we brought it on ourselves and all this plethora of things where they don't accept accountability for their own choices and their own actions. So it's not a victim mentality. It's actually a very empowering thing to realize, you know, especially when your abusive husband is kind of beating you down mentally and emotionally all the time, trying to tell you that everything he does wrong to you and every time he hurts you, it's all your fault. Because if you hadn't yelled at him or if you hadn't said a cuss word or if you this, if you that, if you the other. No, I don't care what you did wrong. If he abused you, he made a choice to abuse you, you know, just like you may have made a choice to yell or you may have made a choice, you made a choice to cuss, whatever it was. He can't blame his choice of actions on your choice of actions. So it's actually an empowering thing to share your story. So let's get away, please, from this accusing people of having a victim mentality just because they share their story. And finally, so important with abuse survivors and thrivers sharing our story to give glory to God. The whole reason I share my story besides to encourage others and to empower other abused uh, women abuse victims is to glorify God because I, sh I share how God delivered me from that abuse. Um, each episode, each podcast episode has a different particular and particular topic, but they're all geared toward um, 
ultimately telling the story of how God delivered me from my abusive ex-husband and from even a childhood of abuse. And my point with these podcasts is to glorify God. So um, sharing our testimonies and how God delivered us from the bondage of abuse in our Egyptian marriages. Um, and if you don't know the story, you can look it up in Exodus of what I'm referring to as far as the bondage. I'm referring to the story of Pharaoh and all that. Um, let's not think it's a victim mentality to share those stories. It's so important that we share them to glorify God and to encourage other abuse victims to try to escape because not only is it illegal, but it's definitely not God's plan for our lives that people abuse us. And remember, we're not fighting against flesh and blood, but against the powers and principalities of this dark world. This is a spiritual battle. So thank you, Jesus. I pray that you bless each and everyone listening and um, minister to their hearts, minds, souls, and spirits as need be. Thank you for delivering me from the bondage of abuse. I ask that you deliver each and every listener from any bondages, any abuse, and keep them safe. Thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. I love you, but way more importantly, Jesus loves you more. Until next time.